Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. NFTs are exploding in popularity. This is a technology Join Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast with me, Jenny from the blockchain, and my co-host, Michael Keane. Today's interview, we are interviewing another NFT OG. You guys know we love bringing on OGs in this space. Uh, and we have Jimmy, Jimmy.eth on the podcast today, founder of Avastars, Nameless, Goda, and Kingship. Jimmy, welcome to the show. What's up, fam? Good to be here. Glad to uh, glad to be on here. It's an honor. Yes, it's an honor for us. And and by the way, I, I did want to say we've had Rude Moose, Nate Alex, Mac Flavel, DCL blogger, Carlini, and um, you know, we're just trying to collect collect them all. Gotta catch them all, you Man, know. So you're going after all the people who have been here since like nearly the beginning. Yeah, I know. And it's yeah. it's really fun to hear people's origin stories, especially when you know they've come into the space where really there were barely any people around. Um, and even hearing, you know, what the bear like bear market was like, you know, back in the day when you know now we're experiencing a bear market, but not many people have had experience with an NFT bear market before. I did want to hear your story on how you got started in the NFT space. I don't think I've heard your story before. I've listened to some podcasts from you, but how did you first find out about NFTs or, or crypto? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I uh, I found NFTs on the Appalachian Trail indirectly. Um, I was hiking uh, from Georgia to hopefully Maine. I didn't make it all the way in uh, early 2017. And I had been on the trail for a couple months. And one day I was walking next to a guy who was doing the same thing as me, except for he mentioned that he was making like a couple grand a day. And I was like, how are you doing that? And he said he was mining Bitcoin. And I asked him how much Bitcoin was worth. And he said like $4,000 or something. And I remember in like 2014 or something, last time I had checked in on Bitcoin, it was like $400. So uh, it was like just this holy shit moment. I knew when I went out on the trail, I was trying to find what was next. I didn't know how uh, I was going to find it. But I did uh, in that after I talked to that guy, I only lasted a couple more weeks on the trail. And I kept thinking about like machines working for you as, as miners. So I went home and a few months later, I had some uh, Ethereum mining rigs up and running. I made the decision to mine Ethereum instead of Bitcoin because I could build the mining rigs myself. Uh, I knew how to build a gaming computer, so I figured I could build uh, uh, a mining rig. So I did that and then uh, I didn't really know what to do with the Ethereum. And then a few weeks after that, CryptoKitties launched and I started uh, diving into CryptoKitties and uh, trying to understand how people were making money doing that. Um, it seemed a little complicated and hard to do at the time, especially because gas was so high. So I stepped away for a second. And then I, when I got a little bit tired of, very quickly, I got tired of the altcoin game and it all started to feel very superficial. And CryptoKitties, though, seemed really interesting. And 
And I was like, man, if people are figuring out how to make money doing that, like I should figure out how to do that too. So I just dove into CryptoKitties in, I guess, February, 2018, I found the Discord and uh, every day since then has been NFTs all the way. Was I told you had to sell like an epic Lego collection to get to start buying CryptoKitties? Well, I did a couple of different things. In, instead of <laughs> buying Ethereum in like 2014, I, I decided to start speculating on Legos because uh, I love Legos as a kid and I actually yep. really enjoy building them still. We have a ton of Legos we build here at the house, um, uh-huh. mostly because of the collecting I did in 2014 to 2017. When I started building mining rigs, uh, yes, I sold uh, okay. about $18,000 worth of Legos or so to build a couple uh-huh. different mining rigs. Uh, I think in the end I had like 40 cards uh, across like, you know, nearly 10, they were all on a shelf. So, but I think it was like 10, uh, CPUs running about mm. 40 cards or something like that. Yeah. I like, like, I like, I thought that was interesting. I do Legos with my kids all the time and I love yeah. them. They're, they're fun. We it's don't cool collect that, any of like the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. They get, they, some of them get really expensive and some of the bigger <laughs> sets are fun. At one point, uh, when I was collecting, I had a whole little like mini city set up oh and everything my in my kitchen table, but it got a little ridiculous and <laughs> they take up a lot of room and actually yeah. Legos and the burden of having to then store, uh, preserve and then sell and ship mm. and do all of that is a perfect reason why I got into NFTs because having to do all that's a pain in the ass um oh, and you yeah. need storage space and you need shipping you need materials you have to like you know interact with people on ebay even after you sell it there's all these things and with nfts all you have to do is buy a digital object and then when you're ready to sell it you sell it on a marketplace and there's nothing else to it there's no shipping fees there's no you know there's nothing else involved it's super simple so that was for me as a collector someone who was trying to make money collecting i felt like nfts were just a perfect perfect avenue it's unlimited closet space it's free shipping yeah i couldn't have said that better myself i'm in for the same reasons i was a ticket broker before this and that was even kind of easy just clicking some buttons this is even easier to buy and sell mm-hmm. that's pretty mm-hmm. cool yeah for sure man yep jennifer pie has a list of questions yeah, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> no no you're good you're good yeah, yeah. um so then avastars came along and i mean there weren't really many like nft projects around the time that that avastars came out right i mean there were some but it was the pace of of new notable projects coming out was very slow um it was maybe like one a month or something like that back in you know 2019 and early 2020 we definitely were i built avastars as a response to my collecting crypto kitties and having some gripes about crypto kitties as an as a collector and what i would like to see in an nft collection and finally realizing that if i wanted to see it i had to make it um otherwise it may not show up and i felt like it was important to have some example early examples of like on-chain nfts and what those look like and how they could be done which we did with our svg um you know on-chain svg and on-chain metadata I also, as a CryptoKitties holder, felt very much like when I bred two cats together and I created it, that it was actually, I was the creator and I should own the copyright to that, not CryptoKitties. CryptoKitties didn't feel that way. They eventually gave a license for up to 100K for non-commercial, like light commercial activities, non-like branding activities and stuff like that, though. Like you could make a mug or a t-shirt. 
Um, but CryptoKitties themselves, I realized, didn't really make great profile pictures either. So I wanted to make something that could also make a good profile picture. Came with commercial rights. Um, the way that avatars were created, you scrolled through and found one you liked. So you, the person who minted that is the initial creator of that rather than ourselves. So like, you know, just respecting the rights of a creator and giving them the right to uh, use the copyright and everything else. Um, and then, you know, also with CryptoKitties, the breeding mechanism was, you know, you had two kitties and you paid 0. 0.008 ETH to breed them together and you got a random result. And if you wanted to get a specific result, then you had to do it over and over and over again. Um, until you got that result. You may never get that result because the randomness. And I just didn't really like that gambling aspect of it. So with the avatars, like we created replicants where if you have the right traits across a variety of different ones, like you can use up to five avatar primes to create a replicant, then you can make one exactly how you want it to look. And it costs one art token. And the art tokens were given out to the people who held avatars when we were minting them. Um, so it's like entirely in the economy is entirely in the community's hands. Uh, we just would get the 2.5% marketplace fees for any sales associated with it. We've always had a low marketplace, uh, secondary sales fee. Um, but that, so we, I, we tried to fit a lot into a project and we did fit a lot of, into a project. Um, and it's been cool to see there have been projects that have followed in our footsteps in particular like uh cyber brokers um i love josie and everything that her and her team have done over there and that feels like you know picking up a lot of the pieces that we lay down and and creating something new so uh really like seeing that progression the point was is i wanted examples to be out there so that people would make good nfts and avastars remains in my opinion one of the the best nfts out there technically um I created it, so I'm biased, but I have put a lot of time, thought, and energy into the space, as have a lot of the other people you mentioned that have been on the show before. They all have amazing projects in their own right for their own reasons, and those are our, our personal expressions of what we want to see in the space. We've you know, gone beyond just collecting and like decided to build um to like show our convictions to the world. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and I so remember scrolling through the website and like, well, there's so many different options to choose from. And that's super different now. Like you don't scroll through, like, I mean, I hadn't, I haven't really seen any other projects where you can really like pick what you want to mint. So that, that was a really cool concept. And then also there's been, there's I, been a couple, like the pool yeah. suite one, like did it, but it wasn't as fun. I don't think as, as scrolling, like the scrolling was literally addictive. Um, I, I really enjoyed it as well. And we, we borrowed that mechanic from a project called clovers which were not nearly as interesting to look through as like portraits of avastars um i would love to see more scrolling based projects or you know uh you know the the rarity there was your time you were you're you're using your time to find something you liked rather than spending additional ethereum and uh i still think that's a strong concept that should be explored more why is on-chain generative art important because you talk about avastars being like first fully on-chain, you know, generative NFT, and a lot of NFTs aren't uh, generated on-chain. Why is that important to you? Distinction here would be like, it's on-chain. I wouldn't call it on-chain generative. On-chain generative would be a subgenre of on-chain or like art blocks type stuff where like it was doing like RNG directly on-chain. With Avastars, we were doing the RNG uh, on like a Web2 server and like serving that up to the user and then storing the uh generated images on chain the reason it's important is because 
if in 10 years uh you wanted to like you know show your sibling or your niece or your nephew or your son your av your avastar and your crypto kitty and dapper labs for some reason has failed miserably and gone out of business and they're no longer hosting the images of crypto kitties anywhere anymore i'm not gonna be able to show them that crypto kitty but the avastar is on chain and if even if my company has gone out of business and i'm not around anymore um, which i hope i am in 10 years but if i'm not uh then they would be able to go and interact with the smart contract and pull down the art of the avastar and so would somebody in 200 years if the blockchain is running and there's there's never any need to worry about that because it's literally just embedded into the same code that like governs the fact that you have an nft so there's a real power in having the art and the information about the nft stored directly on the blockchain uh, because it is never going to degrade any further than the blockchain it's stored on itself. Okay, so sorry, just stored stored on chain, not not generated on chain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, okay, and then so you are like the fifth largest board ape holder. You have like fifty six board apes, and then a bunch of other Yuga assets as well. Um, and you also started Kingship, which partnered with M and M's. Uh, and that was super cool to see. Um, I, I, I guess I'm just curious to hear your, your thoughts on board apes. A lot of, a lot of board apes are using their IP, you know, they're going out and doing things. You did something with kingship and I don't know, what was your, what was your thought process there with, with creating kingship? Uh, really all the credit for kingship, the idea for kingship goes to, uh, Celine Joshua, who's the music executive at 10, 22 PM to, uh, joint venture with, uh, universal music. She had the concept already, you know, fleshed out in her mind. And I was introduced to her through my friend, Nick Adler. And we were, we managed to connect on like the idea and everything else right away. Um, I, I mean, I happen to have a bunch of apes available, as you mentioned, you know, I think I still have you know, 56 apes right now. And we were able to pick, you know, four of those three from those apes. And then one of my mutants, um and create this amazing band and uh my thought process there was that i'm a really big advocate of ip rights i mean we we built that into avastars as well as far as i know we were the first intentional you know we were the first intentional pfp project we were the first pfp project to incorporate uh commercial rights um and so i've always wanted to see those things come to life in other projects and i think with the board apes brand i saw a great opportunity um, with the popularity of the brand to leverage that. And when the kingship opportunity came along, um, I was ready to go. There's a lot of other opportunities I've been working on that, um, you know, will come to light soon. Um, and, uh, I think that, uh, there's a great long-term, long-term opportunity, uh, for board apes and other projects to leverage the IP. And I also think this is an important technological advancement in like the IP licensing and IP rights uh, sphere, which is immense value. There's so much money in IP rights and being able to transfer those rights easily um, in the long run. I'm not saying you can easily transfer rights today. You can license rights easily today with NFTs, but hopefully in the long, long run, we'll be able to even transfer IP rights. And um that'll make like everything a lot more transparent and efficient and easier to build mechanisms and to pay people for their uh copyrighted material so i'm a big fan of like i i think there's a place for cco as well in the space like you know just like there's a place for open source software 
Um, but I am a big fan of, you know, figuring out ways to incorporate existing mechanisms into web three and to improve those existing mechanisms. Uh, we don't have to turn everything completely on its face and, you know, everything doesn't have to be a full revolution. It could be an evolution. So yeah. Step by step, we get ahead, uh, yep. but not necessarily in fast words. Although the NFT space moves pretty fast. What do you see being the next? evolution of of nfts or i guess the natural progression of how things are going to turn out next you know i was asked this question yesterday as well i don't have a great answer here other than i i really think that music is going to potentially have a moment here i mean obviously i'm biased with kingship but uh i i think that the space by and large is realizing how important like storytelling is and you know, we've created all these character these characters, but a lot of them don't have a personality or anything behind them. Um, and we have to, you know, start thinking a little bit more about who these characters are and what they're doing, other than just being like a personal profile picture. I think the projects that do that uh, could do really well. I don't, I don't really know. I think it's probably still going to be something PFP based, something simple, easy to grasp, easy to understand. Um, but there's a lot of amazing shit being worked on right now. I mean, every, all the niches that are emerging as well, there's of course a very strong niche around art and, you know, specifically collecting one of ones and additions by amazing artists. And, um, you know, I'm involved with the gallery of digital assets, uh, platform Goda. That one's an amazing, uh, art, art platform for traditional artists coming to the NFT space. I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff there. Um, one of our business partners is uh, Cause, and so you know, put two and two together there. I think uh, what Yuga Labs is working on with Other Deed is another side is incredibly cool, and I have high hopes for what they're doing there. No idea. It's just me as a kid imagining what it could be um, and seeing what I've seen so far. You know, extrapolating that out into what I'm going to see in the future. I, I really am excited about that. Uh, Doodles is grinding on stuff as well uh yes you know, let's go put my bags right i mean <laughs> do, I, I i think they're probably working on some big stuff we've got i've got a bunch of duplicators i've got a bunch of genesis boxes so uh i'm really hoping that those turn out to be something fun and amazing um and uh yeah i, I don't really what, know what are they I, working on if what are they working on if you don't mind what do you know that, uh, you know, actually be... it's funny cause I'm in, you know, a private group with Jordan with poopy and, um, I actually have no idea like other than like, he's very confident in what they're doing, like nice. supremely confident. It's like, like homie fi- is... 50 mil will do that to you. Right. right. He's 50 mil. He's 50 mil confident. No, not him. Yeah, no, right. yeah, exactly. no, I know. But yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, exactly. Like it's not uh-huh. only that though. I don't think it was just the money. Like I actually think right. that like my, what I've picked up is that like, they really feel like they've honed in on an area they want to go and they, cool. they, they don't, they think they're doing something different than what other projects are doing. And they're, they're very proud of what they're doing. So I, uh, they blew me away with their, you know, initial doodles drop in general and, uh, the in real life experiences, I got to be there for both of those. Uh, so I have, I have faith in those teams. I think what I was telling, you know, whoever I was speaking to last night, I was telling them, you know, the teams and like these projects, like, you know, you, you go into them and, you know, whether or not a community likes it kind of just starts to determine the initial success. And then after that hype dies down, like, 
where the team like goes from there and how they execute and what they do kind of really to just at this point determining the longer term success of the project and Yuga's absolutely delivered there as well and um doodles just feels to me like a team that delivers um and so i'm i'm really excited about that project too awesome so one thing i wanted to bring up before we run out of time is uh your nameless which i know you're you're behind nameless or you're part of the team and uh and i remember that they put on or or did a lot to put on v friends i was big into v friends when it launched i watched the whole mechanics of it yep and I don't even know if there's been a drop that like intricate since then with all the different tiers and the different Dutch auctions going at the same time. Like, I don't know if you want to talk about kind of what went into that, what your part was, but I mean, that was, that was epic for me. That was one of the first ETH NFTs I bought and really kicked off an amazing run. Yeah. So, so uh, Avastars and Nameless are, you know, brothers and sisters. Those are both my entities. Okay. Um, yep. You know, like go to Kingship and things like that. I'm, you know, a part of, um, it's not okay. like those aren't my brainchilds, but Nameless and uh, Avastars were very much my brainchilds. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I like, I like hearing you say all those things, Michael, because it was a very technical drop. There was a lot yeah. going on there, a lot of moving parts, uh, you know, myself and a lot of people that were on our team in 2021, early 2021, were engaged directly with that project every day, you know, 12 to 16 hours a day for sure. six to eight weeks. That was a, uh, amazing experience getting to work with Gary is as, uh, chaotic and fun as you could possibly imagine um and we did launch a product that we were all proud of in the end um we ended up building uh what is today we launched just like six weeks ago something called stealth test uh stealth test was very much built from our experience on vfriends and other projects that we did before and after that but primarily vfriends like being able to have a test environment to you know like consistently and constantly test uh all of the web3 components against the website and everything else leading up to the launch was a huge fucking pain in the ass and a huge burden uh mm-hmm. for a, a project of that scope and and it's a huge burden for really any project to a certain degree um unless you're just doing the most simplistic thing ever in which case you should still test but uh we built this tool that with ourselves and other developers in mind like what would what do we need in order to do this project better in the future and stealth test was one of those things which it's basically a private testing environment instead of using rink b or you know gorley or any of those or or creating your own locally you have a cloud-based testing environment that like provides you with the ability to test Arweave, ipfs and of course ethereum will add more blockchains over time and add more features and things like that over time but uh, just being able to go in and, you know, do the sufficient testing and make sure you don't have any major bugs or uh, problems with your sales contract or anything like that. I mean, we saw some issues uh, from big projects, you know, like uh, Akutars. I love Micah. Yeah, I love their projects. Course, they, course. they lost their ass on that, right? Like just oh by God. trying to do the right thing too and just putting, you know, some code in there that didn't end up like resolving in the right way. Um, and then of course the... Um, you know, Yuga Labs, even with other deed and their sale mm-hmm. and all the wasted gas that they wasted mm-hmm. for customers. Um, so having a, a testing environment where it's testing today feels kind of rushed and you're always trying to do it and like obscure it in some way on these public test nets. And um, yeah. none of the process is fun 
Um, and it, I don't think it'll ever be fun, but we can make it easier and simple and make more sense. I mean, in the traditional development world, like staging environments, the test environments, like all that's pretty, you know, standard. And I, I don't think that it's a standard in our crazy world today. So we're trying to just provide a little bit of sanity for developers. Yeah, I saw when you guys launched that, and that was definitely pretty brilliant. I've worked on a, a few projects, and we definitely you do all the testing, and it is public and all that. Um, is it up and available now for creators, and and does it cost? Yep. Do you guys charge? Yeah, we do. Uh, you get a fourteen yep. day free trial. Uh, okay. So if you wanted to shotgun, you know, start right before you're launching, you can right, always, you know right, basically right. use it for free. Um, I think we're charging right now like $500 a month for access yep. to it, which if you think about it, that's two or three mints if on your project. So no like if you think about the risk versus reward of not using it or using a public test net, like it feels very worth it to me. I might be jaded. Um, but as someone who's been in the space, seen what's going on, like this just feels like something that I, I really, I don't feel like I'm like trying to like sell someone something when I'm telling them you should check this out and use it. Like I actually think I'm trying to help people out, even though it's something we made. Yep. Yeah. No, it's, Feels really authentic. Cool. it's really, really cool. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Yep. Nice. Oh yeah. I just, I just asked one more question. Jenny, Jenny, I, I love your Avastar by the way. I, <laughs> I know the listeners won't see it, but she's got like a queen Avastar with like the neon purple hair and a matching background like it's it's beautiful so it's a nice, nice work on that did you scroll that or did you make that so my this is a, a um a replicant and um actually my boyfriend before we we like started dating he like made this for me Aww. and sent it to me i was telling michael that and and <laughs> yeah. I was like, he won me over with that star. yeah that's some Aww. alpha right there gentlemen if you're looking right. for a nice lady you wow. know, uh that's yeah, incredible. he, he made it. this custom, and I was like, "Oh, it's so special." <laughs> that, so, um, he told yeah. you like you're his queen, right? Like that's what yeah. you were telling. That's what he was telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you might know him. Maybe I can tell you after the show. He's like an NFT OG as well. Uh, <laughs> cool. Space. I love it. I love it. That's but, awesome. Um, <laughs> Pranksy. Yeah. No. <laughs> no I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> it's oh Dave Alex. Gosh. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So okay, my last question is uh, as we as we wrap this up here, um, is do you have any advice for people building in the space right now? You know, creating projects, building. Um, I've heard about several Web three companies this week literally like shutting down. You know, because of the bear market, and I guess just you know some words of encouragement or some advice uh, for people that are that are building and really looking to to make something out of this uh, NFT space. I mean, if you're still here right now, then you probably do care on a deeper level than just the market activity that was witnessed over the like last year. Um, so I would say from like an encouragement perspective, like you already encouraged yourself just if you're listening to this, you're here. And so, you know, take that as a sign that there's a reason for it. And when I started into all of this, um, going back to my Genesis story I told you guys earlier when I got off and I built those mining rigs and I started mining um, and then a few weeks later started playing around with crypto kitties. I was living with my mom. I was helping her recover from surgery at the time. And I told her at the time that I didn't know what this was going to be yet, but it felt like this was whatever I was meant to be doing. If you believe in the shit like that. Um, and that, it would reveal itself over time if I just put in the work and just kept exploring and allowing myself to be curious about these things. 
Um, that eventually led to Avonstars, eventually led to Nameless. It's eventually led to all of the other projects that I'm involved with that we discussed and a lot of things that we haven't discussed. It's led to my success, being curious, diving in, willing to be wrong, willing to de- learn through debate and discussion, um, willing to be somebody in the space. You know, you know, I have a lot of friends that are just as smart as me, some smarter um, and equally good collectors. And um, they don't like participate in the communities in the same way that like we all do. And that, you know, can also be, you know, part of it. So there's a lot of different elements and, you know, it's about finding where you feel comfortable. You don't have to be in the spotlight. You can be completely in the background and anonymous. Um, and, you know, you can at this point do even anonymous work for people if they're willing to like look the other way on certain regulations and things like that. Uh, but I would just say, you know, find the things that you love and like do those things. Like mine broadly has been NFTs. Uh, it's been on chain. It's been IP rights. Like I couldn't have told you when I came off the trail and I couldn't have told you a year after CryptoKitties that these were all of the things that I cared about. I knew some of those ideas were planted and I started to care, but it takes time. You have to plant seeds and water them and let them grow. And, you know, those things take time to grow into something meaningful. So uh, if you want to get things done really quickly and, you know, iterate that way, do that, but you have to also consider like, you know, the cost there over time of, you know, just dumping things and dumping things on the community. Um, you know, be a collector first, I would say first and foremost, like, I think that's aided me and guided me along the way in, in a good way. Um, and I'm, I also also have my collection to fall back on if like things don't work out in business and vice versa. If, if things don't work out with my collecting, I have my business to fall back on. So, you know, diversify yourself as much as possible. And uh, I don't know, just find joy. And if you enjoy what you're doing, then you can do it. Like if you're financially stable enough to do it, or you figured out a way to make money and find joy at the same time, then like, then, you know, you've done it. But like along the way, just be curious, be a kid, explore, and you'll, you'll find it. It'll find you. It's a combination of both. Luck is preparation meeting opportunities. So you have to like prepare to be successful and lucky, you know. That was beautiful. Thank you so much, uh, Jimmy. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, this was a really great episode. Michael, do you want any, say any closing thoughts before I close this out? No, nah, same. Just thanks for coming on, man. It was good to talk to you. Um, you know, a third time's the charm. And uh, we, we, we finally made it happen. You know, I think a good compliment to you is the fact that anybody can say the name Jimmy in the NFT space and they know exactly who they're talking about. That's kind of like, you know, yeah. Cher, Oprah, like it doesn't come easy. You know, that's wild. Mike, yeah, yeah, that's sure. wild. And you know what? Right? If, uh, if it was cheaper to register J1M, I would have been Jim. But like Jimmy, that oh, wow. was like a cheap uh-huh. ENS. So uh-huh. I went with it. Well, yeah, it's, it's it works. It works, man. Thank you so yep. much, though. It's going to be fun watching all the stuff you build, and, and we appreciate you. Uh, it was my pleasure, and thank you all so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, looking forward to talking again in the future. All right. And with that said, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed it, consider writing a review, and we'll catch you all in the next one. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.